0: great form by you hitting play on this podcast now check out same racer
1: the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips same racer
2: Download from the
1: App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly
2: call 1-800-858-858. Joined us a few times this year. Um, We might give him a few days off, actually, after this one. It's probably unfair to come to him straight after a grand final. But Michael Kariannis, the wonderful Daily Telegraph rugby league writer. uh, Welcome in, Michael. I'm guessing you've had a little bit more sleep than Nathan Cleary.
0: (laughs) I'd hope so, yes. I'd suggest I have. But, um, yeah, the Penrith boy is... in the midst of their celebrations, and don't they deserve it? They're a remarkable forty side and, and put in another remarkable performance last night.
2: What a grand final it was. I mean, uh, over here in New Zealand, it really captured us as well, very much anticipated. And it didn't really play out how we thought. We thought two colosses in the game, but Panf- Panthers, to me, showed they are a class above. What's been the reaction, what are we, 12, 13, 14 hours later? Yeah,
0: usually... You know, one-sided grand final. People try and, and dissect the losing side a little bit and, and try and work out where it all went wrong. But this time around, I think everyone acknowledges that Penrith are just a superior side. They're, they're well ahead uh, of the competition. And, and, and the gulf between you know the first, second, third teams is quite significant at the moment. They are just a red-hot 40 side, and uh, they would have put that score on any other side last night.
2: How long can this go? I mean, people are already talking dynasty in the making. Um, of course, back-to-back, um, mm. and then just the, the, the grades underneath this top side are doing it as well. Um, scary for other clubs.
0: Well, they've won everything this year. They've won you know, the ST ball, the, the national championships, the jersey flag. Um, so they've won you know, all but uh, the Harold Matthews, um, which is the under-17s competition. They've won everything above that from under-19s above. So it's quite significant. Uh, you know, they lose a few players next year. They lose a few players every year, and, and it doesn't seem to hurt them. The, the one that will hurt them is Api Korosau, who, who will leave at the end of the year. I think he's probably the, the player that they're going to struggle the most to replace um, what he does out, out of dummy half. But when you've got Nathan Cleary, Jerome Lui, Dylan Edwards, Zayo, James Fisher-Harris, all locked in long term, you're going to be a good side for, for years to come.
2: Are they going to be replaced? Like we, uh, I myself, I haven't watched much of these, the the lower age grade teams, etc. cetera, um, myself. Like, it's mm. going to be just about impossible to replace someone like Kurosawa, but is there any promising youngsters that can be moulded into that?
0: Uh, I, I'm not across them really, but they've got such a, a depth of, of talent there. Obviously, Mitch Kenny played last night. Uh, I think he'll get first cracks. Uh, Sonny Lukey played in the reserve grade um, game as well yesterday and, and you know, started uh, in that. And he, he's a dummy half. So, you know, I think they'll get first crack at it. But, you know, replacing up is going to be the toughest task that this side faces in terms of players they've lost in the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, and Viliami Kikia, my favourite panther as well. Just love the way just the mm. big man does what big men do. Uh, another one they're going to have to find uh, a replacement for.
0: Yeah, they've signed, um, obviously this is not a like-to-like because you can't replace out but they've signed uh, Luke Garner from the West Tigers, so he- he'll probably slot in-, in that back row slot. But, the, you know, Kikau just gives them a-, a point of difference that not many players can offer.
2: Kangaroos get named today. I don't know the time. Uh, do you know when the Kangaroos are going to get named today?
0: In about 20 minutes, I think.
2: Oh, any surprise? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think there might be a on the back of what we saw last night, uh, where there's some players that might have been fifty fifty and now eighty uh, twenty? And I'm particularly uh, thinking about maybe Dylan Edwards.
0: Well, the the one battle um, that was open was was the back row slot between Liam Martin and Sean Lane. Liam Martin was slight favourite heading into last night's game, but you know he'll be picked for sure now. I can't see how Sean Lane forces his way into the side. And, and Dylan Edwards, yeah, he's the the interesting one because he he wasn't um, in the squad uh, as of yesterday morning and whether he's done enough uh, to to force his way in, those meetings are happening right now. So I'm not exactly sure. I think he'd be a remote chance um, because he wasn't in the squad heading into the game yesterday. Whether he's done enough to usurp someone uh, like a Matt Burden, um, we'll just have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You're in the best team in the biggest game and you're man of the match. What more you got to do to get the green and gold jersey?
0: I <laughs> know, oh, it's hard. There's a guy called James Tedesco in front of you, though, playing <laughs> playing in that number one jersey. Latrell Mitchell will be in the squad as well. So, you know, then it doesn't take into account the likes of, you know, Tom Travoyevich, who's injured. So it's a position, you know, Dylan Edwards is a supreme player and deserves Clyde Churchill. But I don't think anyone can argue that he's just sitting behind those blokes at the moment in terms of packing order.
2: Now, I should have given you forewarning or got Sam to give you forewarning. I was going to ask you about the eligibility rules. We did a big piece on it uh, earlier today, and uh, someone texted the show suggesting that eligibility changes in World Cup year. So what is the ruling? Like, I thought you could go from Tier 1 to Tier 2, but not go back to Tier 1, or can, can you clarify um, if yeah. Jason Tomololo wanted to go and play for the Kiwis again, could he?
0: I don't think I don't I, I don't think Jason Tamalolo could, in terms of World Cup year. You can only play for one country in a, in a World Cup year, regardless if it's Tier One or team, Tier Two. So you can't play for you know PNG in a mid-year test and represent uh, Australia in the end of year, in, in, at the World Cup. You definitely can't do that. Um, you, you can, I, I guess, there would be nothing stopping Jason Tamalolo from in a non-World Cup year. Um, playing for, for Tonga and, and New Zealand because, you know, we, we, we've seen that um, at, at times over the last couple of years, but you can't do that in a World Cup
2: year. Right, right. And, and international rugby league's the pinnacle for New Zealanders. Is it still state of origin? My feeling is state of origin is the pinnacle in Australian rugby league, and is that partly because it's NRL-based, it's ARL-based, um, it's where the money is. It's where the fans is. It's where the broadcast comes comes in.
0: I think quite simply, it's probably where the best competition has been over the last couple of years because international footy has not been uh, as good of standard. I, I think if you pitted um, lots of those international sides against the New South Wales or Queensland team, you know, New South Wales or Queensland win. I think that's probably been the issue. But now we're seeing, uh, you know, New Zealand are going to be red hot in this tournament. You got Tonga and Samoa who, who are going to be sensational as well. So once you know the international game can be, get back to a high quality, consistent standard, I, I think they will obviously usurp the contest. That is state of origin. I think if you ask the players, there, there's no greater contest than state of origin, but there's no greater honour than wearing the green and gold of Australia. So that's probably the difference.
2: So quite hard to ask an Australian this, but would be the best thing for international rugby league to gain a little bit more impetus would be for. The kangaroos to not make the final, maybe finish fourth, and then Australia go, This ain't on, we've got to get back to the top.
0: Uh, man, potentially, like, um, I don't know, I always want Australia to win everything, but yeah, yeah. I do want a, a competitive tournament, and we've seen that. We saw last time Tonga played Australia, well, Tonga won, right? So, who would have thought that could have happened, you know, five years ago, let alone, you know, 10 years ago? So, um, I think there's no doubt that. Uh, regardless of what happens in, in this World Cup, it'll be the best one we've seen since the 1980s, and um, the competition will be fierce because any of those top four sides, and we're not even talking about England here, who who are probably the fifth-ranked side, probably, I think, heading into this tournament, so that's the depth of, of the, Pacific, the Pacifica at the moment, and it's so good to see. I can't wait to to get
2: up and, and watch those games. Yeah, I'm the same. It's a definitely uh, an alarm clock setting. Uh, rugby League World Cup, The we've got Michael Maguire coming on very, very shortly, actually, uh, onto the show talking about his squad and the, and the tournament. Cannot wait. Hey, Michael, as always, uh, you've been a great servant to us over, over the year. Thanks for coming on again today. Really enjoyed it.
0: Pleasure. Thank you.
2: Michael Carianis, Daily Telegraph. Rugby League writer, um, Interesting. Like that, that state of origin, like to us in New Zealand, we don't have anything like the equivalent of state of origin. I think there was one year New Zealand, did they have a tri-series in New Zealand put in a team against Queensland and New South Wales? I feel like they did. I sort of feel like they did. Can you recall that, Sammy?
1: No, but you know, I always have, also think with state of origin, like what made that so good early on and throughout the years is the fact that they, they really hate each other. Yeah. It's that rivalry because when you just get two teams sort of coming together and I guess there's... I mean, that's why the Springbok's All Blacks, right? I mean, not that there's a hate, but there is a a, a fierce rivalry between the two teams. Mm. And I think sometimes with International League, that's what they lack, are those meaningful, like, rivalries. We talked about New Zealand Tonga, you know, becoming that. Um, but you're never going to get what you get in State of O where, where guys literally... I mean, you talk to the... Um, Queenslander Billy Moore, Billy Moore. You talk to the Billy Moores and they, you know, viscerally hated New South Wales. You know, Um, it doesn't probably so much, but but you know, it it probably does actually. When you look at Cleary and Luai and how much they got under the skin of those Queensland players, and vice versa, it's it's still there—the sort of hatred. And I think that's what fuels it. It's just such a—the quality's great, but I think it's competitive and it's great because the players are that invested in beating other team.
2: Mm. Oh, I love Stadewater. I'm, I'm not saying change it or anything like that, but it's. Just, I'd like to see a little bit more meaningful international rugby league. You know, if, if we could introduce something like the equivalent of the Bledisloe Cup and let it gain momentum and gain importance over the years. We will have a break... And we'll be back. Don't forget, after two, Michael McGuire. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.